So we've been waiting for Onyeka Akangwu for years. We've been waiting for him to take off. We've been talking about Clint Capella going to get traded. Don't worry. Like, when they move Clint Capella, then we know it's going to be Onyeka Akangwu time. And we've been waiting. It's literally been years that we've been waiting. But the talks are, like, heating up right now. And there's a lot of rumblings around Clint Capella getting moved before the trade deadline. So for fantasy basketball, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Now, we can't promise that it's going to happen, right? Like, I can't be out here like, yo, make sure you make moves. Get Onyeka Okongwu on your team because it's going down 100%. I'm just, you know, making an assessment based on, like, like our historical trends, right? Around this time, we want to grab Onyeka Okongwu. So whether it's wrong right, indifferent, whatever. This is something we need to pay attention to. In this episode, I'm going to tell you who to stash before the trade deadline and everything else you need to know to win your matchup this week. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan who plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, Bet Online is your number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get in on all the action. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Here are the top five stashes you need to pay attention to for the trade deadline. So we talked about him a little bit. It's somebody that I'm super high on. Like, I love this guy. When he gets, you know, even when he gets like 20, 25 minutes, he's still super productive. And of course, we're talking about from the Atlanta Hawks. Anyeka Akangwu. Anyeka Akangwu has been in this conversation for the last couple of years. We've been like, yo, when they move Clint, man, it's gonna, he gonna get the keys to the car. We all know that if this brother gets the run that we want him to get, like he gets 30 minutes a game, 35 minutes a game, he is going to be, and mark my words, at least a top 50 players. A top 50 player, right? In nine cat, points, leagues, whatever. Roto, hobo, logo, lock in, game pick, whatever. DFS, whatever. He's going to be cooking with hot grease if given the opportunity. On this season, he's averaging 25 a minute, uh, 25 game, I'm sorry, 25 minutes per game right now. 
But over the last seven days, we've seen an uptick in his minutes. He's averaging 27.3 minutes per game in the last seven days, also averaging 14.5 points, 7.5 rebounds. And check this out, 1.5 blocks per game. And on ESPN, he's only rostered in 44.5% of leagues. Like, again, get ahead of it. Grab yourself some Onyeka Akangwu. The next player that we want to talk about is not as strong of a stash pre-trade deadline as Akangwu, but somebody that you still want to pay attention to. He is a Brooklyn Nets player, and a bunch of talk has been about Spencer Dinwiddie getting moved and... You know, the backcourt changing. And if the backcourt changes, there's one guy that could really reap the benefits of that type of a shift. We're talking about Dennis Smith Jr. We've seen this season when he gets a little bit of run, he puts on for the city. He's only averaging 19 minutes per game this season, which is not enough for him to be a, you know, a legit fantasy option. However, I think that if there's a trade, that could change very, very rapidly. So, again, there's no telling what's going to happen. But if he moves into a starting position or if he can just increase his minutes from 19 minutes a game up to 25, 26, a little under 30 or even over 30, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be a legit fantasy option. If you want to get ahead of the game, go ahead and grab him now before the trade deadline. Next up, we got another guy who, if a trade happens, he could benefit from it. So not necessarily him getting moved because he just was moved in another trade. And the funny thing is, I talked about this guy a couple of shows ago, and I said this, I have never in my long-legged life as an aficionado fantasy sicko myself, I have never mentioned this guy on, on the show in any positive light. And we, he got a mention a couple of weeks ago, and we are back again. Like, this is a, a, a sign, right? I'm talking about your friend in mine. Well, maybe your friend. He's not really mine. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not my guy. But I got to talk about him. I got to do my due diligence. We're talking about Marvin Bagley III. Yes, I said it. Marvin Bagley III. In the last seven days, Marvin Bagley III is averaging 19 minutes a game, 12.5 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, and that's kind of where it ends. He's only rostered in 9% of ESPN League, so he's widely available, right? Now, here's the thing. If... Someone like, let's say, Dan Gafford, who is crushing it, right? He is cooking with hot grease this season, right? Like, Dan Gafford is no joke. For all formats, he has been super valuable. Yes, we've had some issues with health, right? So he's, like, been out of the mix for some games. He's missed a few. He gets nicked up. And, you know, maybe he's doing, like, his best, you know, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard impression. I don't know. But in all seriousness, if Dan Gafford is moved, 
that will open up a clear path and runway to production for Marvin Bagley III. We've, we've seen it. When he first got traded to Washington, he was in the mix like, hey, you're the only center we have. Go start. And he put up numbers. You know what I'm saying? And like he will be a double-double machine if he can get over 30 minutes a game. It's not going to be pretty. It's not sexy. It's not something that I'm super hyped about for the future. But just in the short term, thinking about preparing for your fantasy championship, I think he's someone you want to keep an eye on. Next up, we're going to take a look at the rest of our must-stash squad. The next guy is somebody that is absolutely crushing it right now. He is doing it even before the trade deadline. But if the trade deadline shakes up things on his team, he will provide even more value. I'm talking about Io Desumnu. When I tell you, Zach Levine out, just tons of opportunity for this guy. And he's been going off. In the last seven days, he's averaging 37.5 minutes per game. Let that sink in, right? We talk about it all the time on the channel. If guys get minutes, that equals fantasy production, right? He's averaging 16.5 points per game in the last seven days. 3.8 rebounds, four assists. And check this out. This is where it gets really funky fresh. 1.3 steals per game. I got more. One. Point three blocks per game. So he's getting the minutes. He's putting up the points. He's okay with rebounding and assists. But the defensive stats, oh baby, it is. That's what we're looking for. He's doing his best Bruce Bowen impression. I would grab him if he's available. If you are in an advanced league or an expert level league, chances are he's not there. I would even be trying to trade for him right now because if Demar Derozan is moved, that changes everything. In the short term, with Zach Levine out, they don't have no real incentive to bring Zach Levine back fast. So there's going to be value anyway. But if DeMar DeRozan is moved, this is going to be a game changer for Io. Next up, we're going to talk about a young man that I've been high on. Like, I'm talking like Cheech and Chong high. Method Man and Red Man high. Grateful Dead high on this guy. Like, I think he has tons of potential. There's a lot of holes in his game, but he's a young guy, so there's still a lot of room for growth. I'm talking about from the Washington Wizards, Bilal Koulibaly. The Frenchman, your man, uh, Wimby's running mate, right? Listen, the same situation where if there are trades, like if Jordan Poole is moved out of town, what? If they move Jordan Poole, this is going to be a huge opportunity for Bilal. So for me, I just want to get ahead of it. Now, if it doesn't happen, any of these guys, you can send them right back to the waiver wire. But for right now, Heading in the, into the trade deadline, we got to get on our Miss Cleo. We got to pull out like the crystal ball and just look ahead to see what's going to happen. And that's what this is. So Bilal, I think um, he, he doesn't have much standalone value for me in a 12-team league right now, but he has some ups and downs. The good news is, is that he's getting minutes without the trade. So over the last seven days, 
31 minutes per game, 12.3 points, three rebounds, two assists, 1.3 steals, and come here for this one, 1.3 blocks per game. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Here are the top five waiver wire targets you need to focus on for week 16 of the fantasy basketball season. First up is a guy that I did not think I would ever, ever talk about in this light. Like, this is not someone that I care for. Like, and you know, for me, I have so much respect for all NBA players. Like, like I understand the difficulty <laughs> required, you know, the, the level of difficulty and the skill required, I should say, to play on this level. So no disrespect or shade to any of those guys. But come on, man. Like, this is where we at. My, the first the, the first guy we're going to talk about has never been on this list ever. But times have changed. We're talking about Precious Achua. Yes. Precious Achua is on my top five waiver wire list. Yeah, that's where we are. So over the last seven days, check this out. 39.5 minutes, 12.3 points, 8.5 rebounds, one steal, and one block per game. You cannot deny it, right? So there's a lot of opportunity. Isaiah Hartenstein banged up here and there. Mitch Robinson out for the season. Tom Thibodeau likes him. And one thing about Tom Thibodeau, if he likes a player, he's going to run him to the ground. He's going to run him until the cartilage in his body starts to melt. And I'm joking, of course. Don't take that too serious. So, next player we want to take a look at, somebody that might be available on your, might still be available, might not, depending on the level of competition, but this guy, Paul Reed. With Joel Embiid out, Paul Reed has a bunch of, you know, opportunity here. And also Mo Bamba. I watched their first or the first couple games without Embiid, and Mo Bamba was putting on for the city as well. Uh, Paul Reed over the last seven days, 19 minutes, five points, 5.3 rebounds, and one block. Nothing too crazy. And honestly, he's been a little inconsistent. He had a, a good game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. So it's like it goes back and forth. I would grab him and just ride it out. News came out today that uh, Joel Embiid is actually going to have a procedure for that knee. So we don't really know what his timeline is going to look like. But chances are he won't really play again. In the fantasy season, you know, in the fantasy season. So he, for Joel Embiid, like if you, any managers who have Joel Embiid, I'm sorry, that sucks. Um, but you want to see if Paul Reed is out there. If he is, I grab him immediately. Next up is a guy we've talked about a bunch this season. He started out really hot, like had a really good start to the season, but he has regressed. And now he's starting to make a bit of a comeback. I'm talking about from the New Orleans Pelicans, Herb Jones. Herb Jones over the last seven days is averaging 27 minutes a game and nine points a game, three rebounds a game. Now he is a little banged up. Um, so keep a lookout for that. Just somebody you want to keep your eyes on, especially as we head into the trade deadline. We don't know if they're going to make any moves, if he's going to land somewhere else. Um, I haven't heard anything about that, but he's been pretty consistent as somebody um, in the last couple of weeks, he's been doing okay. So I would keep an eye on him as well. Next up 
is a player that we have, you know, been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster with, right? We were hyped about him draft season, and slowly but surely his stock started to sink. He's been banged up. And now he's starting to make a bit of a comeback. Somebody that is really, really taking the top off. Boobies is out, hair blowing in the wind. Convertible. It's on like popcorn. I'm talking about my man, Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson over the last seven days, averaging 25.8 minutes per game, 17.8 points, y'all. 2.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists, a half a steal, a half a, a block a game. Had some really good fantasy games uh, on the 29th against Philly. He had 46.2 fantasy uh, points, 41 fantasy points on the second. So your man is really doing his thing. He's starting to come back. And for me, the name value alone, I would take the risk and just see if I can get him on my team to see how it all plays out uh, for the rest of, at least for the next couple of weeks. Let the next couple of weeks process. If he stinks up the joint and you need to drop him back into the waiver wire pool, then you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Next up is a player who is, again, taking advantage of uh, an injury on his team. He has a key player injured and he's he's warming up and it's somebody that I want to keep an eye on, but also if I have the ability to roster him right now, I would. And that is Kelly Aubrey Jr. With Embiid out, he is going to take advantage of that over the last seven days. Check this out. 32.8 minutes per game. That's more than Paul Reed, right? 18 points per game, five rebounds, 0.8 assists, one steal, and about 0.8 blocks. So he's putting up the defensive stats, getting a clear steal a game, but also putting up buckets with 18 points per game. Kelly Aubrey Jr. is somebody that I am taking a look at for the waiver wire. Now, I try to give you guys as much value as possible. I do all the research for you, right? So I'm on CS, CBS, sorry, CBS. I'm on NBC Sports. Big shout out to my Roto World family, my man Zach Hanshu, Noah Rubin, and Raphael Johnson. I'm like checking out, um, you know, Roto Wire, right? Every outlet and I'm just and even on YouTube I'm on YouTube like what are people saying what are people doing so I hear all of these names I don't agree with all of them but I do want to make sure I share them with you to do my due diligence so this is where you get a pen and a paper we're about to do the lightning round I'm gonna say yes no or maybe yes is somebody that I'm looking at no is like I'm out in that person but I got to tell you anyway to do my due diligence because this is a comprehensive waiver wireless and then maybe it's like eh, not really sure so let's go Amin Thompson, yes. Harrison Barnes, maybe. Aaron Nesmith, yes. Markel Fultz, yes. Nick Richard, Nick Richards, emphatic yes. Alice Caruso, yes. Santi Aldama, maybe. Gary Trent Jr., maybe. DeAndre Hunter, heck to the no. Mo Bamba, maybe. Cam Whitmore, maybe. Josh Hart, yes. Gary, did I say Gary Trent already? Ah, we said him already. Grayson Allen, yes. Kevin Herter, yes. Dylan Brooks, heck to the no. Ah, I am out on Brooks. Nas Reed, yes. And Jonathan Isaac, mysteriously, maybe, maybe. Listen, this is super important. Listen up close for this one. This is super, super important. We need you to be a two-way 
player. Yes, I don't need you just jacking up threes, you know what I'm saying, having all offense on your mind or doing all defense, the the the, the Kimbe Matumbos wave. Like, we don't need that. I need you to be a balanced two-way player. On offense, I need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We see that about 60% of the people who watch our content on YouTube do not subscribe. So if for some reason you're here watching and you have not subscribed, just take time to subscribe. If you want to like and leave a comment, that's cool too. But really, we just need you to subscribe. So that's offense. On defense, we need you to listen to the podcast. If you don't listen to podcasts, this is a great time. You can like catch our show 5 a.m. on Mondays. We talk about, we do this show. It airs on an audio podcast on Monday morning. So you could like on your way to work, like listen to it, get the value that you need. So we need you on offense on YouTube, defense on the podcast. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Here are the top three buy lows you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up, we got somebody that is near and dear to my heart, and it and actually he's been stinking up the joint over the last couple of weeks for according to his standards, right? He's still really good, and I'm not knocking him at all. It's somebody that I have on tons of my rosters, and also I'm high on him in real life. I'm talking about Ant Man, Anthony Edwards. Over the last two weeks in points leagues, Anthony Edwards is ranked number 63. That's low. He has not been producing on the level that we know him to perform on in the last two weeks. On the season, he is ranked number 30, right? So if you're interested, this would be the time, if there was ever a time, to buy low on Anthony Edwards. Next up is a player that I wish I was higher on during draft season. There were some other players that I was looking at, honestly, and I heard his name. A lot of people in the fantasy community were high on him, and I really missed this one, but I won't miss it again. The next by low from the Detroit Pistons is my man, Jalen Duran. And there are a lot of Jalens in the NBA right now like that are cooking. Like, there are Jalens everywhere. Like, it's like the new, like, NBA star name, right? Like, my next kid, I might name him Jalen. So, anyway, Jalen Duran, over the last two weeks, is ranked 75, right? Not doing what he had been doing. Because on the season, he's ranked right now 63. At some points, and this is in points leagues, at some points, he was even higher. So, he's kind of regressing. Hey, listen. Take advantage of it. Your man is literally a walking double-double. He's averaging on the season 13.9 points per game, 11.8 rebounds per game. In the last seven days, he's doing 14 and 14. So he's picking it up, but this is an opportunity for you still to buy low on him, right? So his last game, for example, he did not achieve a double-double. He had 15 points and five rebounds. Game before that, he did get a double-double, but... It was a lower. Uh, it was it was it was a lower uh, output there. And then on the thirty first, he kind of stunk up the joint. He had only seventeen fantasy points. So he 
is someone that I would be targeting right now in a buy low situation if you can. And the last person we want to take a look at is somebody that is surprising to me that when I saw his like his output over the last two weeks, I was like, sheesh, like somebody need to buy low on this man for real, for real. And this guy is definitely an official um, fantasy star, Paul George. Paul George over the last two weeks is ranked 83, 83rd in fantasy for points leagues, right? And on the season, he's ranked 35. So if you could take advantage of this, like, ooh, like really, he's been having some ups and downs, right? So see if you can take advantage and execute a buy low for Paul George. Here are the top three sell highs you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up, we want to take, we want to go back to the Jalen's, right? It's so many Jalen's. We got Jalen Duran, we got Jalen Williams, we got Jalen Williams, we got Jalen Green, we got Jalen Johnson. Like, what in the heck, yo? What are they putting in the water? Like, it's wild Jalen's in the NBA. So if you are, if you're ha- if you have a child and you're a new child, name him Jalen. He might go to the NBA. So the first sell high will keep the Jalen train going is my man, and not not even my man, somebody that I wasn't really feeling for fantasy, but he is making me put my foot in my mouth, for real. Jalen Green, the first Jalen we'll talk about for this sell high segment. Over the last two weeks, he is ranked 23 in points leagues. What? Top 25? Jalen Green is top 25 on this season, on on the other side of that coin, He's ranked 87th, right? It's like, listen, people were farting all over Jalen Green. The the ascension of Alfred Shingun had a lot to do with it, right? But he's making a claim like, yo, like I'm still a scoring machine, especially in points leagues. He's somebody that I would be moving. The way he's performing right now, you might be able to execute a deal to get you like a top 30, top 40 type of guy. If I could do that, I would do that in a heartbeat. No hesitation, no questions. Next up, we're going to keep it going, keep the Jalen train going. We did Jalen Green for sell highs. We did Jalen Dern for sell uh, for buy lows. Now for my next sell high, I got another Jalen for you. And I hate to sell high on this guy, but I would. I'm talking about Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson has been cooking with a kerosene heater. In the front room of your grandma crib. I'm not playing, yo. Check this out. Over the last two weeks, ranked number 24 in points leagues. On the season, ranked 59th. He's again in the top 25. We got two Jalens in the top 25 right now in points leagues. Come on, man. See if you can sell high. If I can get a top 30 guy, a top 40 guy, maybe maybe a top 30 guy for Jalen. Because I think Jalen might have like... Tremendous upside, more upside than Jalen Green, in my opinion. So maybe a top 25 guy. Give me a top 25 guy and sell your league mate on his recent performance to see if you can execute that deal. And my next sell high is not someone not named Jalen, which I'm sorry. I was thinking about putting Jalen Williams on the list just because, but he's banged up and I wouldn't sell high or buy low on him at all. But the next guy is someone I would sell high on from the Chicago Bulls. 
Kobe White. I had a chance to watch one of Kobe White's games recently, man, and he is for real. He's improved a lot. He's polished his game. So I think a part of this is sustainable. I don't think his recent performances are. Over the last two weeks, he's uh, ranked 35 in points leagues, and on the season, he's ranked 67. So for me, I'm definitely moving him if I could grab me a top 30, maybe even a top 40 guy. Top 50, I would kind of stay away from that because, you know, he's producing consistently. And with the trade deadline coming, excuse me, we don't know what's going to happen. Like there might be even more room for him to um, expand his game. Next up, we're going to open up the Believe in Fantasy Basketball mailbag. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the part where we run down all of the questions that we have in our Discord community. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into that, see what kind of questions we got, and go from there. So this one is from Luke. Um, I'm sorry. This one is from Tofu. Tofu says, what to do with Austin Reeves after him doing amazing this week? You could try to sell high on him. I'm not sure if people are going to bite, but I would definitely try. Um, Luke's question is not showing up there, but it says, is Andrew Wiggins a hold in, 10, in 12 team? Andrew Wiggins a hold. I, I would just to see what happens after the trade deadline. This is something that you know we, we do commonly. Just ride out the trade deadline before you make any serious drops. In a standard nine-category league, pick three centers rest of season. Ooh, I love these questions. This one is from Danny. He says, Hartenstein, Akangwu, Lively, Nick Richards. Ooh, I wish this was after the trade deadline, but Hartenstein I like, but he would be the odd man out. I would go Akangwu, Lively, and Nick Richards, especially Akangwu and Lively just based off of upside. Uh, So those would be my three, Akangwu, Lively, and Nick Richards. Next up is from Arkaz. He says, what do I do with Derek White? Man, Derek White started the season off so great, man, but he's definitely come down to earth. I would hold, just kind of see what happens. I I wouldn't drop him, though. If you could move him in a a sell-high situation once he strings together a few good games, I would consider that, but I would not drop him. Next up is Siakam or uh, DeJounte. For me right now, I I like Siakam's... um, potential in Indiana. I think he's going to get better. Um, DeJounte probably on paper is a little better right now, but I would be thinking playoffs. Um, so for me, I like Siakam here. Next up, this is from uh, Money Money Murray. He says, real quick, uh, I need depth. Lori for CJ and Pirtle. I like Laurie's side. I, I mean, even though CJ is having a great season, Pirtle's been banged up. I, I would stay away from that. If I had Laurie, I would hold and find another way to get depth. Um, oh, and this is another one Murray dropped. This was really good. This We'll end with this one. He says, if a team can no longer play or the team gets locked, should the commish set his lineups the rest of the weeks so there aren't any easy wins? Mm-mm. Mm, mm, mm. I love that one. I really love that question. So this is something that happened to us before where we had an inactive owner and we had an orphan team that no one wanted to take over. So I would recommend to check with the league first. Say, hey, guys, we don't want to have easy wins. I'm going to set his lineups for him. I'm not going to make any waiver moves or anything crazy like that, but I'm definitely going to set at least set his lineups and get 
input from the league before you make the decision. Because what happens sometimes, if you don't talk about it, you're, you're operating like a tyrant. Like, I'm just doing this. This is my league, and that's the way it is. And that's not the way it should be. We should make sure that any decision that you're making that's outside of, like, conventional moves in fantasy, you want to loop in your league mates. So I think you should definitely set his lineups for him. Best case scenario would be to get someone to take over his team. You could go into the Discord and see if someone in our Discord, if you want to join, um, if at home you don't know about it, you can visit believeinfantasy.com and join for free. We have about 2,500 fantasy sickos in there who would um, support you if you know you needed another person. So Money Murray, you're a vet in our group. So put it out to the to the community and see if anyone wants to join the league, but definitely set his lineups and loop in the rest of your league. So next up, we're going to go over the schedule for the week just to make sure you guys are all set with that. And let me take a look here. Boom. All right. Cool beans. So for the week 16 schedule, um, it is one of the most stream friendly schedules I've seen all week. We have six games on Monday, streamable. Tuesday, we got seven. Wednesday, we got seven. Thursday, we got nine, right on the cusp there. Friday, we got six, streamable. Saturday, 11, we cannot stream on that day. That'll be tough. And then Sunday, we only have two games. Uh, the teams that have four games, we have Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Cleveland, Dallas, Golden State, New Orleans, Philly, Sacramento, Toronto. The teams with three games, we have Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Houston, Indiana, the Clippers, the Lakers, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Magic, the Suns, the Spurs, and Washington. Back-to-backs. The Monday-Tuesday back-to-back. We got Brooklyn. Oh, and I believe that's San Antonio. My bad, guys. I got a typo there. My apologies. Tuesday-Wednesday, we got Miami. Wednesday, no, that's got to be Sacramento. My apologies. So Monday and Tuesday, it looks like it's Sacramento. Tuesday and Wednesday, Miami. Wednesday and Thursday, Cleveland, Detroit, Golden State, the Spurs. Thursday and Friday, we have Denver, the Lakers, Milwaukee. Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, we got Atlanta, Charlotte, Houston, Pelicans, Sixers, Raptors, Wizards. Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back, we have OKC. And then the Friday and Sunday, pseudo back-to-back, where the Saturday you can't stream, but Friday and Sunday you can, we have Boston and Sacramento. I'm sorry about that typo. Again, guys, Monday and Tuesday uh, for Brooklyn and Sacramento. Let's fact check that. Please fact check that. I apologize about the typo. Next up, best schedules. We have with four quality games, we have uh, the Sacramento Kings. Three quality games, we have Boston, LA, Miami, Milwaukee, and one quality game, the Portland Trailblazers. For streaming days, we can stream on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Remember, Saturday is the only day where you can't stream, where you can't stream. Now that you're prepared to dominate in fantasy basketball, make sure you check out our episode about how to dominate in the fantasy playoffs. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. 
This episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.